Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Golden, and I am very excited about today's topic. It is controversial at the best of times, and I'm passionate about this perspective that I'm going to be bringing you because I'm very dedicated to liberating women when it comes to all things food and body. And the scale, unfortunately, has been very demonized by so many people and for good reason. However, refusing to ever get on the scale is really stopping short of a full liberation for yourself when it comes to the scale and what you are making that mean for yourself. So in today's episode, we are diving into why you should be getting on the scale. My experience with the scale was one of not too much intensity back in the day. Certainly when I was younger, it was more so a strict focus on control with food. And I was perceived or my progress rather was perceived by other people's opinions of the way my body was looking and the way my clothing was fitting. I certainly got on the scale and I loved to see progress in that regard became very much addicting. It wasn't until I went off to college that I started to use the scale as a control mechanism or as a feedback mechanism of, am I okay? And this is where the problem lies, is using the scale as a marker of, am I good today as a human being? And that was the language that I was using, not this is just the state of my body today in terms of the mass that is showing up in this number. It was, am I a worthy And honestly, I was using it as a marker of morality. That's how closely tied my body image was to me as a human being. I really could not see how I would be of any value outside of the way I looked at that point in time. So as you can imagine, the scale, no pun intended, carried a shitload of weight for me. That number meant everything. That meant that when I saw a number I liked, my emotions were through the roof. So much excitement, which is a good reminder why we don't always want to trust our emotions, even when they are good, quote unquote. And when I stepped on the scale and it was a number that I did not like, my day was ruined. I would ruminate about it for days and days and days. And then, of course, would come up for my plan of action to rectify that. And it wasn't until I really started to do the inner work on myself that I realized so many of the things that I demonized when it came to food or dieting or monitoring bodies. It wasn't the actual objects themselves or processes themselves. It was my beliefs about them, my attitudes about them. Same thing applies for tracking food. That's something that was so triggering for me back in the day because of what I meant excuse me, because of what I made those numbers mean. If I went over my allotted amount of food for the day, then that equals Jesse is a failure. Jesse is a worthless human being. Jesse is going to gain 100 pounds overnight. Danger, danger, danger. Same thing with stepping on the scale. If the number was higher than I was expecting, I would lose my shit. When in reality, when we come back to rational thinking and logic, That is simply a piece of metal or plastic that spits out your effective gravity at that moment in time. And there are so many reasons why that number can change. 
which is very important for us to discuss, which we'll get into here in a moment. So to start, I just want you to expand your notion of what the scale actually is, that the scale is an inanimate object that simply, just like you weigh fruit at the store, it's simply saying the weight of something, the measurement of something. And the problem actually lies in what you are making that number mean, your attachment to the number. This is where we take our power back. When you feel like you should take a break or when should you take a break? When you're feeling very triggered, there are some times when I really recommend that clients or women take a break from the scale because they need to do the inner work. But you really need to work on shifting your beliefs while you are taking a break and stepping away from the scale. To forever be afraid of that number is not a good strategy because that leaves you a victim. We want to get out of the victim mentality. Instead, take a break from the scale while you're working on not feeling so triggered and really challenge where that belief came from. If you are a young child, you were a young girl at some point, you got on the scale, that number was meaningless. You didn't give a shit. But somewhere along the line, you were told that that number meant something. And that's what we want to start to shift. You need to start to pull apart those beliefs and those thoughts and call bullshit on them. Put your thoughts on trial and say, is this unequivocally true? Does a higher number mean that the world is going to end, that I'm going to gain 100 pounds overnight, that I'm a worthless piece of shit as a human being. And I hate to be so frank with those statements, but that's often what's going through our heads when we get into those thought spirals. So you really have to be diligent about calling out those thoughts and not just letting them run your life. So if you want to take a break from the scale, which oftentimes happens, that is totally fine to support that. Do it from a place of empowerment where you know that you are going to come back stronger than ever and you are not going to be fearful of the number that you see staring back at you. Okay, so the goal is always going to be empowerment, not victimizing yourself by being petrified of what that number shows. Now, another way to look at this is, as I mentioned, similarly to tracking food or other words like fat or bitch or whatever word might have an initial sting, it's a matter of taking your power back by writing your own script. If someone, I mean, in today's society, we've come to use the word bitch as endearing. I use that word all the time with friends or lovingly to myself, like, all right, bitch, it's time to get going. And back in the day, that was such a term of horror. I can't believe that you would ever call somebody that. And we give so much meaning to these concepts without really questioning them and saying, but does it have to be that way? Do I have to give all my power away to a word or an object or an inanimate process such as tracking your food? So let's get into reasons why this scale fluctuates. Water is a big one. So this can be due to inflammation. You may notice after you have a really hard workout that the next day or two that the scale goes up. This is very normal. When you're tearing your muscles, your muscle fibers, your body is inflamed holding more water in order to repair those muscles. If you think about it, if you were to have a an injury, let's say you sprained your ankle, your body swells because it is shuttling nutrients to that area for reparation. Carbohydrate intake is another big one. For every gram of glycogen that your body is storing, it is holding up to three to four grams of water. 
This is why those who engage in low-carb diets, they will see more weight loss initially, but not more fat loss. It's because they're just losing water with the removal of carbohydrate. And salt is another one. Sodium holds on to water in the body. I think we've all been to a restaurant where it's a very salty meal. And the next day, we look at our face and we can barely open our eyes because they are so puffy from all of the fluid retention. Another reason the scale might fluctuate is more food in your stomach. This is really common if you've been in a deficit cycle where you've been intentionally trying to lose weight. And once you start to eat more, the scale will go up because you have more food in your body. This is very normal and to be expected. Your menstrual cycle or your hormones can go up five pounds easily. Constipation is another big one. If you haven't pooped in several days, where do you think all of that food is going? We need to look at these things logically. Do you truly expect this body that is carrying out so many processes on a daily basis? It is never stagnant, our bodies. And you expect it to be the same weight within 0.1, one-tenth of a pound. That is asinine, if you think about it logically. I challenge you to see how often your weight fluctuates, and this will neutralize the number and the effects it has on you. So for some clients, I recommend, okay, take a break, work on your beliefs while you're away. This is for those who it's truly emotionally triggering and brings them to a dark place initially. For most women, it is, okay, this pisses me off, but I want to get over this, so let's do it. And we get on the scale more often. And the more you get on the scale, the more you will realize, oh my gosh, it has gone up four pounds within one hour since when I woke up till after I ate breakfast. That is how silly it is to get attached to these numbers. You really want to see a change? Go out for a meal that has a lot of sodium, has a lot more carbohydrates than you're used to eating. It's just more in general food than you're used to eating. And you're on your period. And you've done a hard workout mayhem. And you'll start to laugh at this because you'll A, understand why it's changing so frequently, but B, you'll realize, I can't believe I ever got worked up about this because there are so many factors that influence it. And I was actually being really unreasonable with my expectations before. The fluctuations do not mean anything. Now, it's important to also recognize that you want to be mindful of being overly excited when the scale number drops too. I speak about this a lot in reference to body image, and this of course is very much related, that you can't expect your reaction if you gain weight to be pretty neutral. You know, like, oh, okay, that's not super duper great. It's not my preference, but who gives a shit at the end of the day? Not a big deal. If when you lose weight, it is the best day of your life. And all you can think about is how excited you are that you lost weight. It doesn't work that way. You can't only choose one side and then expect the other not to have just as severe of an emotional reaction. So I want you to work on neutrality in the other direction as well of when the scale drops, just saying, oh, that number is lower just as much as it is going to be higher probably tomorrow. That's all this is. Emotional attachment is what we really want to work on reducing here, keeping in mind that the goal is neutrality in both 
directions. So how often should you use the scale? As many of you know, I hope you know, I guide women towards sustainable fat loss as well as working on their relationships with food very much at different times because those goals are not synergistic in terms of intentional weight loss. But let's say that you are aiming for fat loss. Oftentimes, I have to remind women that you're after fat loss, not weight loss. So ultimately, you have to first get clear on your goal. Weight loss, you could just go on a low-carb diet and lose five pounds of water weight. And great, you'll say the scale dropped, but your fat mass is the exact same. Alternatively, you may be somewhat of a novice, which the vast majority of women are, even if they think they aren't, to progressive overload strength training. And so you are in a slight deficit or you're eating at maintenance calories and you're dropping fat at the same rate that you're gaining muscle. So the scale weight actually remains the same, but your body composition is changing as you add muscle and lose fat. Your clothes are fitting looser. You're loving what you're seeing in the mirror, but some women still will get so bent out of shape because the number on the scale is not reflecting what they want. And I want you to really think about this. If you were looking at someone else and that was their reaction, yes, but this number is not what I'm seeing. And you say, well, why does that number need to be anything if your ultimate goal is just to like a certain aesthetic, to achieve a certain aesthetic that you like? or to look or feel a certain way in your clothes, why do you need that number at all? Now, this is the rub because some women say, well, then why do we need to get on the scale at all? The reason that getting on the scale can be helpful is it can allow you to track your progress. If you are in a deficit, knowing that you are on track in that regard is one data point. It's just one, but it is a data point that can be helpful. And two, I want you to use this as an empowerment practice of I'm getting over my fear of this stupid ass number, that it's a neutral number that I'm giving so much emotion, weight, power to, and it is meaningless. It is so meaningless unless you decide to become a victim to it. So back to weight loss. If that is your goal, excuse me, fat loss, I suggest that you step on the scale at least three times per week. The reason for this is if you step on it once per week, and you're actually looking for trends, the numbers can be so all over the place, as I just mentioned, for a bazillion reasons, that you won't get a clear understanding of what's actually happening. So you could be, in fact, losing weight and fat at a rate of, let's say, one pound per week, which is a very, very healthy rate of weight loss that can be even fast for some. Yet, because you decided to weigh yourself on a day where your weight spiked up, and the next week you decided to, again, weigh it a day on a day when your weight spiked up, you might be thinking, oh, well, I'm not making any progress towards my goal, when in fact you are. So for this reason, having more data points can be super helpful. At least three times per week, I have some clients do it every day. And is that obsessive? No, because remember, we're thinking about this from a completely different standpoint and perspective that this is not an emotional report card of, am I a good person today? This is, what is the data, the objective data showing me about this goal that I'm setting out to achieve? This has no bearing on whether I'm a good person or if I'm worthy today. It's just get in, get out, get some data and be on your merry way. And then you can adjust things accordingly. 
that is what I want you to get to if fat loss or weight loss is a goal. And as I mentioned, because your weight does not provide you with the whole picture, if you are using the scale to accompany you on your fat loss journey, that's great. Keep in mind, it's just one data point. You have to ask yourself what you're actually trying to achieve. For most women, that's having a certain look and fitting into their clothes differently. So let those be the primary markers. Taking photos can be really helpful too, because often we're staring at the same image in the mirror all the time and we can't really see things in the same way. So progress photos, the way your clothes are fitting, the way you're looking in the mirror. And of course, the way you're feeling is a big marker too. I want to throw that in there. I will never, ever, ever disregard your biofeedback. Now, what if your goal is maintenance? Like I just want to coast, maintain my weight, but I do want to keep someone of an eye on it, which is again, completely fine. Everyone has demonized stepping on the scale as if, oh my gosh, that's so disordered. If you use a scale to monitor your weight, that's fine. It's your emotional attachment to it. That is the problem. There's nothing different about using the scale versus a pair of pants. If you use your pants are getting tighter as an indication that you want to change things up, that is in no way superior to using the scale. You're just simply using a different measuring data point that you don't have a shitload of emotional attachment to. And some people very much have an attachment emotionally to the way their clothes are fitting as well. So you can apply this whole stream of logic and process to anything that elicits a strong emotional reaction when it comes to food or your body. So weight loss at least three times per week. Maintenance, I recommend around twice per week. If you want to do it every day, that's totally fine. It's just not as necessary. Just keep an eye on the trends and the average over time. That's what we want to look for with all of these things. And we can also use the scale when you're trying to actually test your mindset. So intentionally, after a big night out or after a really tough workout, or maybe you drank a lot, getting on the scale and intentionally doing it after those situations. This depends on the person, but eventually you're going to have to get used to the stuff anyway. For a lot of my clients, they're apprehensive about this and then they get on, they realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually way less stressed about this whole thing because I realize how massively the numbers can swing when nothing could have actually changed in terms of their fat mass. So it's all good. Anywhere from once per week to every day when you're testing, it really is going to depend on the person. Something that's really important to note when you are actually trying to use this information as a data point, let's say you're in a fat loss phase or maintenance, or you're trying to gain weight, let's say you're bulking up a little bit, then Make sure that you're stepping on the scale at the same time of the day without clothes on or with the same clothes and after using the bathroom. As I mentioned, constipation is going to be an issue there. So keep that in mind and just factor that into the numbers that you're seeing that, oh, I've been constipated for three days, then the number is probably going to be higher. And maybe I shouldn't make any changes to my strategy until that issue has rectified itself. So same time of the day, usually right when you wake up, go to the bathroom, no clothes on or, you know, minimal clothing and use that every single time. You will get zero clear indication of what's happening if you're weighing yourself, 
7 a.m. one day, then 3 p.m. the next day, then 7 p.m. the next. It's just going to be a disaster. So I hope this is very helpful for you. And I hope this encourages some of you, many of you, if you're afraid of the scale, to realize that the scale is not the problem. It is just your beliefs about the number. Not even the scale, the number is what you have a problem with. And you really need to dig into what you believe that number says about you because you're giving it way too much fucking power. It is a data point. And if trying on a pair of jeans, they're getting tight. If that sends you into a tailspin, then that's something else to dig into as well is what am I saying this means about me? That is what we need to resolve. As with all things food and body related, 99% of the time, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual food. It's about what we think all of that means about us. And it's merely the symptom. I would love to hear your thoughts about this. I know there are so many differing opinions and perspectives. So jump on over to Instagram, J-E-S-S-I-E-M as in Mary Golden, Jesse M. Golden, and hop into my inbox. Let me know what your thoughts are, and I will see you all next week.